Every haunted place has a story with a dark past. This is Ghost Encounters Podcast. Due to the graphic and violent nature of the things discussed on this episode, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the... Is it seven? <laughs> <laughs> to the shield. Uh, lost count at this point. Yeah, it's seven, right? It's seven. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the seventh episode of the Ghost Encounters podcast. I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. I'm Erica. Erica. <laughs> I'm Erica. I'm Erica. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My name is Eric. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the seventh episode of Ghost Encounters podcast. I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. And I'm Eric, your psychic realtor. I'm Kayla, the ghost with the most. And I'm Jordan, the group's scientist. And with us today is Jordan's twin sister, Taylor Balderson. Woo! Thanks for being on, Taylor. I'm happy to be here. And Kayla, I think it's been a while since you've been on. It's been a hot yeah, minute, Yeah, it's it? been a minute, yeah. We had some life stuff going on, but I'm back. And well, welcome ready back. Ready to go, yeah. <laughs> we missed you. Yay, I missed you guys too. <laughs> so today the reason uh, I wanted Taylor along with Jordan here with us today, um, we're going to be talking about a place where myself, Jordan, and Taylor have been to. It was one of my first ever paranormal investigations. Um, it was at the Weaversville Inn in Northampton County. And uh, myself, Jordan, and Taylor were there, and we encountered some pretty crazy things at that place. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me. It's, it's a place that I, would you girls agree, is definitely severely haunted. Yeah. Yes, I don't want to go back. Especially the basement. <laughs> the basement scared me the most. Yeah, the basement has a bit of a wild story. I mean, kind of, a lot of crazy things happen. That's actually this place where... The scariest quote unquote thing happened to me on a paranormal investigation. What? I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> uh, I think you girls would agree that that was yeah. kind of uh, freaky what happened to us in that basement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so before we get into what happened to us, let's talk about the Weaversville Inn. Uh, it's located at 6916 Weaversville Road in Northampton County, Pennsylvania. For a long time, people in the area knew the Weaversville Inn as a restaurant called Jessica's Tea Room. Also at that same location, the second floor was uh, rooms where people actually rented and lived. Um, but most people knew it as Jessica's Tea Room. It was a great restaurant with great food, uh, great, you know, old kind of atmosphere. Uh, but it was built back in the early 1800s uh, by the Hayes family. And as much as we know, uh, for a while it was an inn, uh, a B&B, and even a brothel at one point. Uh, Jordan, I think you did a little bit of research on the history of the building. What else did you find? There was, I think it was the morning call, like in 1995, they wrote about um, like rumors of Benjamin Franklin like staying there. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yeah, because it had a post office or something like that and that's like the reason why he stayed there and he was there prior to the fire because I guess there was a fire there at one point. There was a fire at one point a long, long time ago, yes. Yeah, which I didn't know about. I don't think it burnt the place to the ground. I just know that there was a fire. Just said they like made it seem like because it was a post office. He was he like, was look there. at that them there post office. Yeah, That'd be like a fine place around. to stop. Did it just say he was there? Did it say he stayed there? Why like why it was a hotel or anything? Or it said he say stayed there. He stayed prior there prior to the fire. That's cool. I see. I did not know that. I, we were there back in 2013, and all this time I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. On July 26, 1775, the U.S. Postal System is established by the Second Continental Congress with Benjamin Franklin as its first postmaster general. So maybe that's why he was Wow. He loved the post office. He was just checking them all out. 
I mean, he wasn't far from here. No. You know, no. I mean, he was from, I mean, he lived in Philadelphia and he went to various places throughout, you know, the greater Philly area and even to New York. So it would make sense yeah. that he would pass through here. I to, mean, everyone from New York ends up here. So. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the central point between New York and Philadelphia. Yep. So it just makes sense that, you know, someone of that time would pass through on this by. way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so when we were back there in 2013, we were interviewing the chef slash owner at the time, and he was telling us that uh, back in the day, it is known that the Weaversville Inn uh, was a B&B, it was an inn, it was also a brothel. Brothels were legal back then, and according to him and according to some other people that worked there, uh, when it was a brothel, uh, the rooms upstairs were for higher paying men, quote unquote. And for, let's say, lower-income people, the basement was used. And there's a lot of rumors and stories that a lot of horrible things happened to female prostitutes down in the basement. Um, it was just an open room. You can imagine what kind of stuff went on down there, especially for people who didn't have money and maybe it was you know, lower-looked-at prostitutes versus ones that would be in a nice dress up in the rooms, you know, escorting you know, a fancy man in a suit, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, yeah, the people that, the females that worked at the restaurant at the time always said that they had an awful feeling in the basement. There was just, like, this feeling that someone was watching you, looking at you. Um, I know there's a story, there, there's, there's one particular waitress um, where a medium actually told her, don't ever let her go down there. Do not go down there because something will happen to her. They like her. And one day it was busy, and apparently she had to go down there for something. And when she came back up, she was pushed. And when she got up, they found, like, scratch marks on her back. Oh, wow. Big note. Yeah. So let's actually hear from Mike Prosco about some of the things that happened at the Weaversville Inn. Hey, hello. My name is Mark Prosco. I'm the chef and the owner of Jessica's Tea Room in the Weaversville Inn. Uh, I've been here for uh, eight years uh, running the restaurant. Weaver's Villains built around 1835. Some of the uh, some of the history of it is it's been known as a brothel. Uh, it's been uh, an inn. It's been a bed and breakfast. Uh, before that, uh, it was Hayes's Tavern. John Hayes owned it. Uh, when it was back in the day, it was probably known as a brothel. And uh, we've had a lady say that uh, the uh, there's a lady that they've seen in a in a royal blue dress. And I've had many customers say that they've that she's greeted them outside the restroom waiting for them uh, upstairs. So um, we don't know her name, but they say she lives there. Every year we host a, a Titanic dinner. We have actors that come in and uh, they sit with the customers. And one of the customers was talking to the actress. They called me over. They wanted to hear about our, our other guests that, that live at the inn. And I start talking about the ghosts and unsolicited, uh, the customer brings up the fact that this lady in the royal blue dress greeted her outside the bathroom again. Um, and then I just went into the story about how we, uh, we heard about this lady that lives upstairs. Yeah, so a lot of employees and customers have seen this woman in this royal blue dress upstairs. And it would make sense because it's kind of like a old era style dress mm-hmm. that maybe a lady of that time would wear maybe even a higher class prostitute would wear who knows who she could be but a lot of people have seen the same lady in the same color dress 
It's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. Then Mike uh, goes into the fact that uh, they had a medium come. We've had a medium here. Uh, underneath our dining room, there's a tunnel that goes uh, from the basement of the hotel and it goes to the house next door. Now it's closed off. Our medium said, don't open the door. Uh, you don't want to know what's behind there. So we never have. Yeah, so we saw the entrance to that tunnel. It's literally, it literally is sealed off by like pieces of old doors and pieces of wood. It's yeah. really weird. So there's the building right next to Weaversville Inn is um, pretty much uh, apartments for people. And it's not connected to Weaversville Inn physically except by the underground tunnel. And according to mediums that have been there, they've said, don't open it up. You don't want to know what's what's behind. So no one ever has. No one ever. There. From what I know, no one ever has. How would you own it and never be able to? I would love. I would go in. I would. There. I yeah. would open it yeah. immediately. Well, you would. My well, yeah, question is: you Is that on the title report? <laughs> <laughs> is that an easement? I, mean, I feel like that's maybe. an easement. It's probably an easement. <laughs> so okay. So here's my realtor question. Yeah. If there is an underground tunnel uh-huh. connecting two separate buildings uh-huh. on the same um, deed, on the same deed. Do you have to disclose that? Is that a thing you have to talk about? Is that even sure. mentioned? Well, it depends. Are the two structures owned by the same person? Yes. So these this house house A and house B have a connecting tunnel. Underground. Underground. Um, so house A and house B have a connecting tunnel underground. But they're it, separate parcels. But they're no, it's the same parcel. Then no, you don't. Then no. you don't have to disclose it. You don't nope. have to disclose it. No. You find it when you go there, when you move in. Yeah, the only time you disclose it is if it would like connect two different right. parcels to each other, because then it would be like a whole right. situation of be... like shared. Yeah, who owns it? Road. Right. <laughs> if right. one person owns it, one person. You put a door in the middle of the tunnel, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you share Fantastic. half and half, like yeah. an alleyway Fantastic. between two houses. Sign yeah. an agreement. That's you know. interesting. I mean, wouldn't for inspection purposes, would someone have to determine whether or not it's it's not going to cave in? Yeah, so, I mean, if somebody does an inspection on the property, they have the right to check out every space that you can walk through, mm-hmm. unless for safety reasons you can't go in there. So if the door is removable, even if they can pry it open, you can inspect it. If it's not movable, then the inspector could say, I don't feel safe going in, and you don't have to inspect it. Okay. But it depends but on the But in this market, buyer. who needs an inspection? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not really a door to the tunnel. It's more like pieces of doors and pieces of wood that are like bolted to the freaking wall. And you can't move them. No. That's insane. Yeah, it's weird. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in the basement. Yeah, see, that would be the point where you go to the showing and you're like, yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. Sorry about this weird, like, section over here of just pieces of doors and wood, but behind there there's a tunnel that no one's been in in hundreds of years. And we've been told not to open it. (laughs) So would you like to see upstairs? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, um... I was going to say, like, there's lots of stories of people, which you guys have seen, like, if you're on TikTok, there's lots of stories of people, like, finding finding rooms and, like, abandoned coal mines or, like, uh, secret passageways, all kinds of cool stuff in houses. So maybe that's one of those instances. Somebody's going to buy that place one day and be like, what's in this tunnel? Right. And open it up. Yeah. And it'll never be heard of again. Yeah. (laughs) It's a portal to the other side. (laughs) So then we interviewed one of the employees who actually, at one point, lived in the rooms uh, upstairs. And she talks about some of the paranormal experiences that she's had. 
My name is Lauren. I've worked here for about three, maybe four years. Um, I'm a server um, and I, I have a lot of paranormal experience here. Um, I did live in one of the rooms upstairs for about three weeks. Um, there's about ten rooms up there that we ran out and um, I did have some experiences then. And uh, I know with telling all the customers all the stories about the ghosts and stuff, it wasn't easy for me um, my first night here to fall asleep. And my room had a shower in it. I was in the shower and the power went out the first night I was here. So I got really freaked out by that. Um, running around my room trying to find candles and I found three of them. I lit them and there was no wind in the room and they were flickering the whole time. One actually went out. So I'm calling my boss and, and Jess here, she's the baker. I was calling her, freaking out, you know, because <laughs> I know all the stories, so it was hard for me to fall asleep. And then the second night that I was here, I heard, now the rooms are fully furnished. It's, they're carpeted, and I was hearing a lady in high heels walk by my bed, and it sounded like she was on a hardwood floor. And that was all night, and I, you know, it really scared me. So from then on out, I slept with the TV on. So yeah, so even someone who not only was an employee, but also lived there for a short period of time, experienced some paranormal activity. I mean, the power going out is, could be explainable, but uh, I mean, if there's no windows open, there's no air blowing, but the candles are flickering, the one actually goes out. Um, and then hearing almost like high heels on hardwood floor when your floor is carpeted is uh, pretty interesting. You know, it all goes back to the brothel, I think. A lot of the, you know, the high heels, the, the blue dress. Heels. Right. The, yeah. the, the, the royal blue dress in the Victorian style yeah. and the high heels. So really, it really does go back to the prostitutes. It's very, very interesting. Then she goes in and explains a couple other uh, ghostly encounters that people have experienced. And the bathroom upstairs, it's a community bathroom. Um, and we've had a lot of experiences in there. Especially when I would come home at night, I would feel, you know, a big weight on me as soon as I'd get in there and we've had customers say that um, when they were in there and they had the door locked and when they went to leave they unlocked the door and it just wouldn't open. They felt like somebody was holding the knob still on the other side of the door. We've had that more than one customer have said that. Um, I've never seen it personally but I have had people tell me um, we have it was in a pint glass and the spoon, it swirled around the edge of the glass all by itself. There was no wind, nobody touching it. Yeah, so not just seeing a person and hearing footsteps. Now people are actually, you know, having physical encounters with ghosts by having a door being pushed shut and having, you know, what she was referring to was a mixing spoon in a pint glass because someone was making a mixed drink and the mixing spoon was swirling around the pint glass all by itself pretty interesting. Imagine, like, just trying to make a drink for a customer and here's a spoon just swirling around by itself. Don't set, I can do it better, right. thank you very much. I mean, heck, if I could use some powers to mix drinks myself. Honestly? <laughs> uh, and then uh, I did mention about the uh, employee that was pushed, um, and uh, she's going to go into that. Her name is Carrie. She used to work here. Uh, her friend, I think it had something to do with it, because her friend was the medium that we had here. So Carrie is the reason why we brought her here, the medium, to begin with. And Carrie used to help us hostess and bartend. And she felt like they were pretty much ganging up on her for a while. And she's worked here for years. And the last couple months she was here, she'd get very overwhelmed. She'd have to go outside and sit down and, you know, 
take deep breaths before she'd come back in and calm herself down. And we've had um, the mediums tell us Carrie's not allowed in the basement, that they want her down there, and she's not allowed to go down there. So she never did. And if she needed something from the basement, she would tell one of the servers, and we would go down and get it for her. Well, the one day we were really busy, and she went down by herself, and she came back up. And now we saw this happen to her. So we knew she wasn't making it up. In our waitress station in the back, we have a fridge. And it's about a foot away from the wall. And it's not a big enough space for somebody to fit in. And um, she was standing there talking to us. And all of a sudden, we saw something push her back. And she flew in between. She pushed the fridge out in between the wall and the fridge. And she fell on the floor. And we have a mat there. The mat came up over her feet. There's no way that could have happened. And when she got up, she started crying. She was very overwhelmed. She went outside. She kept saying her back hurt really bad. And so I asked, we asked her to see her back, and she had scratch marks, like fingernail marks, on her back. And there's no way she could have done that. You know, the angle that it was at, it was definitely paranormal activity. So yeah, someone was actually attacked at the Weavers fill-in. And when we were there, Taylor, you were actually scratched on your leg. Mm-hmm. I remember we were down in the basement. You kept saying that your the bottom of your leg was burning. Yeah. And then we went upstairs to the bathroom to take a look at it, and you had scratch marks on the back of your leg. Yep. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like it felt like someone burned you, and it it didn't like hit you hard. It was kind of like a progression thing. Gradually, you got like yeah. warmer and warmer. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And then I couldn't take it anymore, and then we went upstairs because it was bothering me so much. Yeah. And then once you found that out, you kind of stepped away a little bit from the investigation. Which, well, there's a reason for that. Well, well yeah. But well, I, when I went down, when we went back down, when Jordan was there by herself, I felt like someone grabbed my arm, like, leading me into the basement. And that's when I turned around and went right back upstairs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I that's, was like, no. Yeah, that's, it's, it's probably a good thing that you kind of stepped away from the, from the investigation a little bit. Sometimes in a paranormal investigation, if there are evil kind of entities and they're kind of they're touching you or they're attracted to you or they start doing things to you it's always a good idea to kind of step away for a little bit you know get your mind at ease and get yourself relaxed and hopefully they kind of like dissipate a little bit um it's not a good idea for someone who's not experienced or would be afraid of that kind of thing to kind of push that through so anyone who's listening who is doing investigations on their own, if that starts happening, it might be a good idea to just kind of step back and let things calm down before they progress anymore. So it was a good thing that you did that. Yeah, but then I sat on the steps, and then when I sat on the steps, the only thing I could think about was the lady in blue was going to come rushing down the steps. (laughs) (laughs) And why are they always in blue, or like gray, or white? Like you always, every time you hear about like women ghosts, they're always in a dress. Because I think... Like, why can't it be a yellow dress or, like, a purple dress? I think for that... I mean, purple, I think, would be normal, but I think for that era of time, like, you definitely wouldn't see a red dress. Like, red was always scandalous. Okay. I think certain yeah, colors were way. a little bit scandalous at that time. I think I think yellow would be normal to see. Yeah, it's you just know, but it's always... always yeah, it's, you always, it's always, like, white, gray, and blue. Yeah. You know, I think blue was a really easy dye back then. Yeah, I wonder if it had to do with, like, prices and stuff like that, too. Yes. Because I know the, that I was reading something lately about, like, them doing green dresses, like, dark green dresses, and actually it was starting to kill people because they used arsenic when they were making the, right. the dye. It wasn't it wasn't it something similar to the witch in The Wizard of Oz? She died because they used green paint oh, yeah. and that poisoned her as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think some colors were hard to dye, and I think it was more expensive to do other colors. So blue, like, you always heard the term blue collar because blue was a really easy dye to dye clothes with. And if it got dirty, you couldn't really tell versus someone who was wearing white, you know. Easier to clean. Yeah. Cool. Um, So that's kind of the information we got from the people that we interviewed. Um, And then it was myself... Taylor, Jordan, and a friend of mine, Brandon, from school, who was working one of the cameras. Uh, we did the investigation around midnight, and we were there for a few hours. So we started in the basement, and we actually started in the room where that tunnel is. That's also where the HVAC system is and stuff like that, and the uh, oil tanks. But that's the room where the, en- well, quote-unquote, entrance, blocked-off entrance to the tunnel is. Um, I remember at one point we were leaving, you heard something, and there was like a growl. I feel like everywhere down there I would be like, let's go there, or let's do this, and then there was always something like waiting for us. When yeah, you, you had this, uh, for some reason, you had this kind of connection down yeah. there where you would mention something and then we'd get something, and it was just, it was very odd that you had this kind of Yeah, it was connection. weird. It was definitely weird, because even when we first went back into that room, I'm pretty sure right at the beginning, I look one way, and then there's like an orb that travels right the way that I'm looking. Yes. Like, it goes right by me. Yeah, there was one that went, like, right behind your head, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. if it was a bug at one point, too. Yeah, there was yeah. one that I said but it wasn't was a bug. bug over there. Yeah, you were like, is that a bug? But it wasn't a bug, because yeah, you see this, this this orb kind of, like, sweep up in the motion that a bug wouldn't didn't have, yeah, like, no. the pattern or shape of a bug. Because it lit up, too, so I was like, there was, like, a light over there. <laughs> like, I don't know where that came from, especially since it was dark like pitch black down there. Oh, completely pitch black. I couldn't black. even see. You, you couldn't no. see your hand in front of your face. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing down there that illuminated light. There's no windows. It yeah, was no. absolutely pitch black. Yeah. It was creepy down there. Yeah. And it, it's that, so the way the basement works, there's stairs that go down into the basement and then there's a room where there's like a table and a washer and dryer. Then there's another door that opens up and that's like the biggest part of the basement where um, the refrigerators are for the restaurant and that's where they store all their chairs and whatever else. Right. So as we kind of progressed through uh, this basement, I know at one point your hair was sticking up. Yeah. Like it was, it was really strange. It was almost like someone was like holding a piece of your hair. I up. thought it was sticking to like a box, like like tape on a box. Like that's how it felt. Because then when I was trying to like awkwardly like try to move my head away from it, it was staying. Like so it was, it wasn't moving with me. Like right, staying. so you pull your head, and it felt like something was like yeah. just holding it there. Yeah, because it was a good portion of your hair, and it wasn't just like oh, a couple strands are sticking up no, like static like electricity. It was a chunk of, of your hair, of like someone was like pinched it and like held it up. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I play with my hair a lot, so I make sure that's not sticking up at all. Yeah, no, it, it it would be physically impossible for your hair to stick up like the way it was. Yeah, it was. It was it's not like again, it wasn't like oh around her whole head hairs were sticking up like static electricity it was just a, just a random chunk no, of her yeah, hair it looked like somebody grabbed was, my hair yeah it was uh, it was really odd and you uh, you caught that on the camera right I did yeah because I think yeah. I was complaining to Taylor and then you said take a step back and when I took a step back you could see I was like oh, Jordan your hair like it was sticking <laughs> up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can see it in the video it's almost like they took a balloon and like, yeah, like that yeah, there's like looks, a big bump like yeah. of hair it's strange I thought it was stuck to something that I was walking by. Right. So that's what it kind of felt like. Something was kind of... Yeah, like... it felt like it was sticking to something. Not being held, but more like sticking to something. That's interesting. Yeah, and then... I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't pull your hair. Yeah. You know? um, so then after that, as we progress further, um, that's when probably 
the scariest thing that's happened to me on an investigation so far. Um, that the series of events that happened after that, um, undeniably paranormal. If you experienced this like we did, you would be one hundred. No matter what kind of skeptic you were, if you experienced this, you would be a believer immediately. So what happened was that second door of the basement that opens up to the bigger room. Yeah. Right. We were probably what twenty feet away from it. Yeah, we were. I think we were in the back of the basement at that point. We were walking by a big, like I don't know if they had like a walk-in freezer back there. Yeah, it was there was one of their freezers was there. Yeah, we were. And it was like it's like because they they have a lot of stuff in there, but it was set up like almost like a little hallway, like the refrigerator, and then they had the chairs around it. And we were probably twenty, thirty feet away from that door Mm -hmm. in the basement, and we were just doing our thing, investigating. And all of a sudden, we heard this big bang. Loud. On that door, like so, <laughs> so loud. loud, like that wasn't just like a little. No, it was a bang on Someone that door. Pissed. Yeah, and like you could see in the video, like we we jumped. All of us like <laughs> jumped. We cursed at that. point. I think Brandon cursed, and then we all like clumped up like a little ball together, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we captured a uh, what I would consider a class A EVP. After that, because as when we heard that bang and we jumped, we started asking, "Is anyone down here? Who's down here with us?" To try to get some kind of reaction to see or hear whatever spirit was present that did that bang, because we were the only ones there. And you hear two separate female voices. One says, we're all in here. And the other one says, I know, and he doesn't even know who, and that kind of starts trailing out. Because we actually ended up start leaving because we got a little frightened. So we, yes. Again, we were backing ourselves away from the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's play that. I know, but that one looks really cool. <sighs> Uh, what? What's that? I know, but that way looks really cool. Uh, what? What's that? I know, but that way looks really cool. Uh, what? What's that? Someone downstairs? Alright, alright. Oh. Omega? That was loud. That was loud. And as we're leaving, it captured this Class A EVP. And what and what are they saying again? We're all in here. And then the other one says, I know, and he doesn't even know who would start to come. Yeah, because we, we opened up. That's who's down here, the, and down the here. squeaky yeah. door was us leaving yeah. to go back up the steps to, like, the main. Yeah. Well, room. we, like, had this room where we regrouped. It was as if we closed that door. Everything yeah, so we, stayed in there. Yeah, we, we were safe. Got yeah, the other. That door where, like, it opens up to that, that laundry room where yeah. lights are on. We kind of used that, that room like to kind of <laughs> to kinda regroup ourselves. Yeah, but it didn't feel like anything followed you to that point. No, it felt like it's they like were it locked in, in the basement, like the other side. Right. Of the it did feel like everything was kind of stayed in that section of the basement past that door. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is that bang on that door was from inside the room, not outside. Oh, the I room. think it was right because where we were about to walk. Cause we there was like that that hallway that you talk about. I remember yeah. I was like, let's just go down there, like, <laughs> so we can get back to the door and leave. You know I me. Mean? Yeah. And um, that was when it it must have been right there at some point, right on the in that little hallway. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. But that was definitely the the coolest slash scariest moment of oh, yeah. paranormal investigating in the past ten years. It was uh, it was. I mean, I know you girls were scared, but I think it was pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was scared. I'll be honest.
Because I was talking to some of my coworkers about, like, Weaver's Villain, because some of them have been there for, like, the mm-hmm. Titanic stuff and all that. And I was telling them, because they obviously never been in the basement, so I was talking about how it just, the energy, tr- like, changes as you walk down the steps. Like, you feel all right upstairs, like, you get vibes, but it's nothing compared to when you go down the right. steps. Right, and I think, like, as soon as you open that door to the rest of the basement, it's the air, almost like the air, the air is heavy. It's heavy, yeah. You know, like, like there's this weight on you, like the like the air is thick and and heavy. It's very strange. Yeah. Have any of you ever like been in a paranormal place and kind of felt that kind of like heaviness, that you know weird thick air kind of? I have anxiety. Honestly, every room <laughs> I walk all. into, I'm like, God damn, <laughs> woo! <laughs> all right, deep breath. <laughs> uh, no, I know that feeling though when you're like you you just get that weird sense about you and like the room does feel like it's a little bit harder to breathe a yes. little bit more heavier yes. it feels like there's always somebody over your shoulder and it kind of it drains you almost like you get tired easily yep. and then as soon as you leave it you feel like almost refreshed well yeah because you know? don't like spirits ale- like they they like use your energy spirits to- yeah spirits are energy and need energy to manifest further or to do things and that's why yeah. batteries get drained or even you get drained Interesting. I don't even have enough energy for a spirit. Honestly, maybe that's why no one's ever messed with me. They're like, oh, she's a tired bitch. (laughs) So after the basement, uh, we went upstairs to the regular dining area. And that's when uh, you can hear. It's a pretty big dining area. And again, it was, it's dark in there. Yeah. There was one window where the curtains were drawn and it it was past midnight. So it was pretty dark in there. Um, you hear almost like a chair moving. And Taylor actually says, did a chair just move? Because you can actually hear it. And we actually captured uh, two other pretty good EVPs. Okay. Did someone just move a chair? Something is going to happen. Okay. Did someone just move a chair? Something is going to happen. Okay. Did someone just move a chair? Even with the infrared night vision, it's really hard to see because that's how dark it was. So we wouldn't have even been able to see one of the chairs moving if we wanted to, but we definitely heard it. Um, Let's get to those EVPs that we heard. Are you messing with my camera? Are you messing with my camera? Are you messing with my camera? You're very close. Yeah, we, we so what when we were listening to this back then, we heard Maggie No come back. Oh. It sounds kind of breathy, like almost like he's whispering. Like I wonder if he was like, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe he said something wrong to one of the prostitutes and she started walking away. And he's like Maggie No. Maybe she got up, maybe she got up from the chair and left. Maybe that yeah, maybe oh. she got up from the chair and left, and that's what he was asking her to come back. Could have been mm-hmm. it. Um, and then the next one sounds a little weird. Almost like someone had some kind of voice problem. Is there anything you want to say to us? Is there anything you want to say to us? Is there anything you want to say to us? Yeah, so we hear you talk. Right after you said, is there anything you want to say to us? And he says, you talked. And it's, it's like a weird, like... <laughs> I don't know if he has, like, an accent or yeah. some kind of weird, like, deep voice, like, you talked. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe, like, New York almost or something, you know? Um, yeah, that was really interesting. 
Um, and then after a while, we do go back into the basement. Um, and these next two EVPs are kind of eerie to listen to because um, it definitely correlates with what happened down there. Yeah. So the first one sounds like screaming, almost like distant screaming almost. And then the next one that I'm going to play, you actually hear moaning. And it does sound like sexual moaning. Yes. And that's <laughs> <laughs> and in the basement where they said there was prostitution going on. So it's kind of interesting to, you know, not only capture EVPs in a haunted place, but capture EVPs that actually have something to do with what happened. Yeah. Like, I've never caught moans before, ever, in my 10 year, ten plus years of doing this, ever, except down there where they said there were prostitutes. So as Jordan's saying she's hearing a voice, you can hear screaming in the background. Yeah. I just heard a voice. I just heard a voice. I just heard a voice. Like, it's, like, by my ears. Like, every time I come down here, it's always, like, somebody's, like, up behind me whispering in my ear. And it's, like, enough to feel like you feel like somebody's, like, nuzzling in behind you. I mean, I understand if you don't like being told what to do. But I just know that you're down here. I mean, I understand if you don't like being told what to do. But I just know that you're down here. I mean, I understand if you don't like being told what to do. But I just know that you're down here. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but you can literally hear yeah. what sounds like someone moaning. Or it does. What, it, what kind of sounds like a female moaning. Yes. You know? It doesn't um, really sound like she's in pain. Right. You think in pain? I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, no, no I don't no. think it sounds like she's in pain. No, it's definitely, she's, uh, seems like she's enjoying. Yes. But, I mean. It is her job, too. So, yeah, there you go. Females could fake it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited you can still have sex when you die. Like, after you yeah. die. Like it's still... That is good news. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's. <laughs> oh, that's great news. I mean, like, after you're a ghost, you're still getting it on. It's exciting. I don't care if I die now. It's fine. <laughs> but I wonder, Jesus. like, I know we definitely have um, intel an intelligent haunting here because there are spirits that are literally reacting to things that we're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, Jordan, when you say, when you were asking to say something and it said you talked, um, and then, you know, the bang on the door def definitely was trying to get our, atten get our attention. Um, but then I'm wondering if we also have some kind of residual haunting at the same time because we hear Maggie no come back, and what would that be from? None of her names are Maggie. Yeah. It could be something residual. And I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if the moans maybe are residual. You know, years of prostitution going on down there, and some of those ladies that may have been murdered and killed down there, and it's just residual, you know, almost like a broken record of the past that's going on because of all this negative energy that's holding mm -hmm. everything down there. Just stuck, yeah. So we're going to take a short break, um, and we will be right back. Ghost Encounters Podcast is sponsored by the Eric Ledbetter team with Iron Valley Real Estate. Contact the Eric Ledbetter team for all your real estate needs. Visit theericledbettertteam.com. Also sponsored by Phoenix Fire Media. Bring the heat to your competition with expert marketing, photography, and video production. Visit phoenixfiremedia.com. 
If you are enjoying the Ghost Encounters podcast, hit subscribe. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ghost Encounters PA. That's at Ghost Encounters PA. To watch the Ghost Encounters show, visit ghost-encounters.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, so there's actually a couple things we didn't uh, mention. Um, we're probably not going to have enough time to get into them too much, but I know we did a couple spirit box sessions, both in the dining room and in the basement. Um, I know at one point uh, Brandon said, use a device on the table, talking about the spirit box, and then there's a voice that says, table. Yeah. Um, and then also we were doing a spirit box session in the basement, and it's kind of hard to hear in the video, but we heard it clear as day at the time where I was saying that I have a pretty girl down here talking about Jordan and there's a voice that says leave her kind of breathy just leave yeah. her you know it's uh, very strange it's, there's definitely I mean it's interesting that not only has a medium said it and not only have employees said it but now we're experiencing that they want women in the basement Yeah, it's very strange it's definitely very negative down there especially towards women like I didn't feel anything like negative towards me down there, you know. It, it, I, like I said, the air felt heavy and it was hard, like somewhat hard to breathe, and it was kind of energy draining. But but it wasn't like targeted at you. No, like, but I think you girls felt was. a little bit yeah, differently, the right? Second like, what? time, the second time we went down, definitely. Like I felt different. Well, I also felt a little vulnerable because Taylor wasn't with me anymore. Yeah, I came back a little later. Yeah, you yeah, did show up at there the originally, end, but. Like, even after Taylor came back during the spirit box session, I was just creeped out. Because I remember we were, like, right by the door. Like, I didn't even want to go back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you didn't want to go any further. Yeah. yeah. Back to the door, literally. Because Justin's like, oh, well, let's go back in. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. well, you're not the fucking one that's, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> has to be targeted. I'm standing right by the door, and we have that spirit box voice. So it was creepy. It was very creepy. Very negative. Yeah, yes. I didn't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't go back, even if you paid me to go back. <laughs> nope. I think we said it in the one video. Or I, we I were think, talking I together. You, I think you do say it, too, where you're just like, like, I'm, I'm not going back there. I don't want to go back in my mm. basement at all. Right. It so not burn. even if someone paid you, you would never go back. No. It could burn like Michael no. Myers' house. I would only, wanna, I would only do the bar, and I would love to do the upstairs, but I will not go to the basement. And I don't think I'd even go to the tea room. Because it's see, over the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do everything else except the basement. But see, like, we here we have two people who have never been in this place before. Have you ever... St- Stepped foot inside this place before then? No, that no. Was the first time. And the then only time I the was there. Same, it's the same feeling, the same kind of experience where women do not want to go down the basement. They feel attacked and targeted, and it's just the same thing. So, if, for those skeptics who are listening, if there are any skeptics, li- if there are any skeptics listening, how can you deny that correlation? Two people who have never stepped foot inside this place said the same exact thing. They weren't even there when I was doing the video interview. It was just me and Brandon doing the video because we were, you know, we were doing this, uh, I was doing this as a college project at the time because I was going to school for uh, video production. They weren't even there with me when I was filming the interviews. So for them to, people who have no idea about the past paranormal activity and no idea what's, you know, I told about what has happened down there, but for two people who've never been in it before, have those same exact experiences and the same exact feelings, it's undeniable. Oh, absolutely. It's targeted completely, and it's not targeted at a direct person, but more of just a direct audience, which is, yeah. I think, the most terrifying part. Yeah. And no one would know that feeling unless you were down there, 
right? Correct. Like there definitely is. For somebody to say, I'll never go back down there years later, it definitely had some sort of effect on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably something you guys will never forget, will you? No. No. <laughs> nope. But even though you've never stepped foot inside that building before, don't you girls have some kind of past with that building? Oh, yeah. Just recently I found out that um, my great-grandfather and my great-uncle Paul were actually supposed to buy the building. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's great. Like your family almost was. Yeah, they the almost owners. bought it. Yeah, they almost. You could have gone in the tunnel. It probably was open then. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Hell no. His wife. Well, was... I'm not going in no tunnel. First off, I'm scared of. <laughs> yeah. His wife Combined was the reason crazy. why they didn't end up buying it though, because she had kids at home and she was a young mother. She would yeah. had to commute from Hellertown all the way to Weaversville. Right. with all those kids and it would have been just too much of a strain on her right and maybe it was a good thing because who knows what they could have done those spirits that yeah, dwell there it could have been bad yeah. yeah my life actually intertwines the weavers bill in again a couple of years later um so as you've all know if you've heard the past podcasts i also own a company called homespot media and we do uh, real estate marketing and productions and so my company was actually hired to do the video and photos of the Weaversville Inn when it was up for sale back in 2017. It's really interesting to go back four years later um, for a very different purpose, uh, still with a camera in my hand, but a very different purpose, taking pictures and video. Um, when I was doing it, I shot pretty much everything. And But again, when I was down in that basement, because they wanted shots of to show that there was refrigerators down there and storage space down there, same feeling. You know, I, I didn't really feel anything upstairs you know I and mean, we don't really feel too much upstairs you kind of get the sense you know it's, old, it's an old building and like, on it but down in that basement again like as soon as you cross that threshold of that second door you feel it yeah immediately and i felt it again when i was back there four years later um so i think eric you were looking at the tax records so when we were there in 2013 it had different owners and shortly after we were there i don't know exactly how long after maybe a year um it was sold to someone else and then those new owners were the ones that I was taking uh, pictures and videos for for the listing again. Um, is it still up for sale? Is it did anything ever happen? Not that I can see. The last um, the last time it was purchased or the owners that currently own it owned it was in 2013, which is weird. So yeah, so could, it must have been really shortly after we were there that right. they sold it. I mean, I think there was hint that. The restaurant wasn't doing great at the time, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it must have been short, really shortly after we were there that um, they sold it. Yeah, I mean, our tax records don't go back that far that we can see, but it was sold in 1990, 1999, and then again in 2013, and then you said you shot it again, but it doesn't seem like it actually sold in 2017. So no. the same people that had it in 2013 still have it. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone bought it after that, and then so the restaurant, as far as I know, is closed. I still see cars there if I pass, but I think there's probably still residents that live in the rooms upstairs and probably in the building next door. Right. Um, but yeah, but as far as I know, everything's closed, shut down, and I have no idea what they're doing with the property. If they're still trying to sell it or what's going on, but hey, if anyone wants to buy a haunted property that's also a restaurant, um, Eric can probably help you out. <laughs> <laughs> My information will be available at the end. <laughs> but I wonder if I can see if I can figure out who the current owners are and ask if they've had any experiences themselves or if I, I know they were trying to run the restaurant um, when I was back when I shot it in 2017 when they were trying to actually sell it 
Um, so I wonder if other employees have heard things and seen things after it. I'm sure because how could they not? Right. You know. Well, I bet the one of the reasons too why like the haunting probably kept progressing was probably because they kept doing the Titanic night. You're doing themed nights that are like triggering old school right. memories. You're, it's so. almost like not necessarily a trigger object, but you're kind of having a trigger experience yeah, by right. having you know people dressed in that time and yeah. stuff like that. Because it probably almost confuses. Paranormal. Yeah, I would imagine so. Like who's fake, who's real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I was just looking up the last time it was on the market, and it was 2019. Um, but it, it's weird because it was 2019 for 250,000, and then 2020 on again for 699,900 dollars. So it, it's a, there's a really weird something okay, must have so happened between 19 and 20. They listed it in 2017. 19. Oh yeah, well, seventeen. First, yeah, yeah twenty seventeen. Uh-huh. Can't sell it. Hold on to it. They try to sell it again in twenty nineteen, uh-huh. and then in twenty twenty, try to sell it again for almost three times the price. They can't sell it in nineteen. It actually expired, and then it expired again in twenty twenty. So they were okay, never so able to sell it since twenty thirteen. Yeah, because I saw on that the morning call or whatever that it said like there was going to be um, an auction for it and all that stuff. So I didn't know why there wasn't one. Like, every time I looked it up, I wanted to see who got it. Right, what happened with the auction? Yeah, and I didn't see any information. wonder if it's still just in the future for the auction. Hold on, I can pull that up. Yeah, and you don't know what else could be out there as far as, like, legal stuff. There's always family stuff. True. You know, so it may... Yeah, because it said that they closed it due to family medical issues. Like, if they can't sell a place, they do go to the auction side of things, especially for commercial property like that, because there's a good chance you might actually get what you were asking for, maybe even Mm -hmm. more, during an auction. Mm -hmm. Um, But even with an auction, it would still transfer from one person to another through Mm -hmm. the deed, and that would be on the tax record. So that has not happened yet. Right. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe the auction's coming up. Maybe they held off. Who knows? Keep an eye out. I mean, if they they think if they lowered the price a little bit, because I think that price is a little bit much for that property, but even though it is a commercial property and... It does have residual income from residents, mm-hmm. um, but almost everything's selling now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. That's what I'm Maybe they walked inside and they realized it wasn't for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe they, maybe the spirits they, greeted them. Yes, and they were like, they were like no. "Hello, <laughs> welcome maybe back." <laughs> maybe they're scared of the tunnel. Honestly, can't blame them. Yeah. yeah. Let's put our money together and buy it and open up the tunnel. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. We can have paranormal nights. Y'all are on your own. I'll chip in, but I'm not going to be present for that. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you listening want to go in on this, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> Let's buy this place. We'll open it back up. Let's open up that tunnel. See what happens. <laughs> it would, would be cool for them to make it like a historic site, like really? to do something with it. I mean, it is, it is a couple hundred years old. Yeah, we like can go off the Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, they could do something really cool Good with old it. Benny. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like we'd have to keep it... I, th- I think we'd have to go back to the Weaversville Inn. Like, I know it's called Jessica's Tea Room, but I think we should go back to the Weaversville Inn. No, I think we should call it Benjamin Franklin's Tunnel at the Weaversville Inn. There you go. <laughs> Get all the names Get it all together, okay. all the key <laughs> points. All the names. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 how about Benjamin Benjamin Franklin's Tunnel at the Weaversville Inn, formerly Jessica's Tea Room. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> I love it. That's LLC. Big sign. <laughs> they <laughs> own a lot. They own, like, the whole strip over here. There, it's a big piece of land. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a pretty good property. It's it's actually really nice out back. I was when I was doing pictures out back. It's it's really nice back there. All right, I think that's all the time we have for today. Taylor, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope to have you on again. Hopefully soon. Thanks for having me. Everyone, stay spooky. Stay eerie. Keep on creeping on. Stay magical. Ah!